Word, I got a bone to pick. Most of you niggas, my sons got a coat with it. Still gonna glow and shit. I done made behind the city controlling shit. I hate a hater, gotta violate him. I tell him to hold a dick. Gang, niggas thinking it's a game. Gotta show him I'll play. Catch him broad day. Niggas thinking that they it. They really low just 40 gonna eat off his face. This ain't no race. It's a reason you in front. Pussy boy, you getting chased. So race. Yourself. You see me in the gang on the coattail. Free the ones that's jammed and won't tell. I know niggas with bread, but no bad. Thank you for starting your day right with the Fuck Your Feelings podcast. It's your host, Ed Rock. I'm sitting here with Mayhem Man and Loyal TC and the amazing Lauren Miller. Um, I just want to start by saying a quick moment of silence for George Floyd. It's um, it's sad right now, you know, what everybody's going through, what his entire family is going through. And it's um, just the spark of flame. This whole thing has really ignited. Um, I think... Also that it's like the pattern too of like police violence over the last couple of years has drastically increased. And this powder keg was, it's just been sitting for so long and it's finally going off after incident, after incident, after incident. And I'm like, Corona hasn't helped the situation either. You know, I'm like, people are confined in their spaces, they're losing their minds. And then this, and then, you know, people snap and, now we're sitting here, cops getting jumped in the streets. And yes, not every cop agrees with this situation. But when a couple do bad things, it spoils the whole batch. So now you're automatically associated with the many because a few do ignorant shit. So it's like, here we are. How do you feel, Loyal? Um angry you know I'm somebody who's well aware I'm not a small negro so like if I was out in the street I'm going to get hit with something you see what I'm saying Mm -hmm. so to just exist understanding like my visual perception to police and whatever situations it's like an easy like yo that could easily be you and you could be doing nothing just out on the street, like doing photography and shit. Like I'm about to go out and shoot today, right? And I was gonna go on Friday, but it started raining. And I was just like, all right, fuck it. I was just like chilling crib and it stopped raining and niggas still went and did like the protest shit. And I yep. saw that over there, over about on Atlantic, niggas was getting hit, oh, niggas getting grabbed up. Yeah, yeah, that video was crazy. Like, and it's not just Barclays, it's down in Minneapolis, it's down in Atlanta. Like, all these places are just out here, and there's so much outrage over the situation. Yeah, they had a situation last night around um, um, downtown Manhattan and um, over on the Verrazano Bridge. Really? What happened? Yeah, same type of situations, like the fighting and stuff, because they protested. Mm. Oh, this girl I know, this girl I know who I did a shoot with, like, she was out there, and she was, like, um, a group of, like, white people, like, joined hands to, like, blockade the black people, but they mm-hmm. were still getting hit in the face with, like, tear gas and all, and all types of shit. Madness. I don't know where it was, but I saw a video that said, uh, uh, 
uh, someone's recorded from their porch. It's like a few of them, they friends. Yes, I saw that this like, morning. You see the tank come down the block with the with the soldiers. That's, that's, I think that's um, in the house. I think that's that's not in New York. Though. Minnesota? No, I don't. Yeah. Think. No, it's yeah. not, not New York. York. No, was no, it? No, no. I don't know where the actual location the, was. The no, that's not New York. What he shot? No, that's not New York. That's not New York. He mm -mm. shot like a the dude shot like a pellet gun or something like. It that. was a paintball gun. Like, yo, this, he was like, get inside, yeah, a, get inside, yeah. and he just opened fire on them. I'm like, yo, I'm on my porch. Mm -hmm. I'm on my porch. I was because they try to put uh, curfew on people. That's what it is. Yeah, that's what's this? What? Cali got a curfew. Cali got, got a curfew. And what's this? Philly got Philly a curfew. Everybody, curfew. Everybody, everybody, yeah. I mean, this is infringing upon our rights. And like you said, it's like, this is a perfect storm. It's like a lot of these people, even outside of us, is like people are unemployed. 40 million people are unemployed. So mm -hmm. I think, like you said, it's like, this is really, people are using our fight against injustice to express themselves because of all the bullshit we done been through these last six months, in addition to us being fucking pissed about George Floyd. So it really is a fucking perfect storm. We've been cooped up in the house. We only got $1,200 checks. Like, what the fuck do, do people expect? That like, shit already mm -hmm. gone. <laughs> right. Like, right. you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> act civilized. And that's why you see, I think, there, yes, we have allies out there. But I think you just have people who are just fucking pissed in general. That just want yeah. to be out here fucking wreaking havoc. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm from Atlanta. And so, you know, I feel like Atlanta is similar to like Barack in the sense that you don't really want to criticize it because it's kind of like that's all we got but at the same time it's like classism is really showing its ass in Atlanta a lot of these people celebrities or whatever it's like I hear y'all but y'all don't even stay in Atlanta proper y'all in fucking mansions in counties outside of Atlanta proper and I hear y'all there's casualties of war you know what I'm saying and yeah. I don't want to see black owned businesses um burnt down or looted but at the same time our last mayor pimped out the city you know what I mean? like there's so many layers to the frustration like gentrification poverty like all like this is just a match right like george floyd is just and his his death is just a match that kind of lit a whole lot of shit on fire and people fucking piss and i don't fucking blame them true it's a lot of them you know eric you know what i feel like i feel like it's uh it was such a back-to-back -back because Ahmad Aubrey just happened maybe like three weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Right. Like three weeks right. ago. And then like before we even got to like completely digest that, like, oh, what was this? That week of, what's this, Memorial Weekend? Like, George Floyd died. And then the shorty in the park was yep. like, yeah, mm -hmm. I'm going to call. And then um, shorty who killed her autistic kids blamed it on some black dudes. And she did that shit. It's just like, it's like, yo... It's it's a it's a it's a it's a cocktail buildup of just niggas like knowing that like black people don't have no power in here in in, in America and like an easy blame could be put on us and niggas just like no and you add that with the fact that like niggas is unemployed yep you see what I'm saying like niggas is um, and we're yeah, dying more from this damn virus than anybody else. Like, I was just about to say that. I so was it's just like, that. We don't get testing as much as everybody right. else. It's not getting properly distributed. Mm -hmm. Like so it's just a it's just a built up situation. And like now it's where it's at right now. 
and like yeah i i understand like how people be saying because i i was i was watching uh the news and like when it was talking about like killer mike and t i was like yeah no sure this is like yo when somebody gets angry and they're up to their last whim about something you can't be like right. oh yeah make sure you pay attention don't do this don't do that like your anger is anger mm-hmm. you know what I'm yep. saying? and it's gonna get expressed however it's going to get expressed you see what i'm saying so right and even even you know i think in atlanta we're just kind of put in like a a tough position because i can imagine killer mike didn't want to do that shit and i'm sure ti didn't yeah, want to yeah. do it either you know what i'm saying and ti even even with ti saying that it's just like but just last year you were arrested because your security didn't think you lived in your subdivision so you up here talking about uh, like you know, right. uh, less Atlanta, like, like no, nah, that's some straight bullshit. But at the same time, it's like I said, it's like Barack similar to Atlanta. It's like you don't really want to condemn it because yes, Atlanta is a place where we can flourish, and you know, there's black excellence. But Atlanta is still the fucking south. Like, mm-hmm. K- like Stone Mountain is a rock store away. That's where KKK revel. You know what I mean? Like, so no. you know, we have to be able to really deal with the problem and and call it like it is you know what i mean like this is some straight listen don't get me started niggas is pissed okay (laughs) bullshit i was um i was doing a little research last night and um and i was like i was such i was so appalled because between 2018 and 2019 in 2018 the cops killed over 992 people in 2019 they killed 1,000 and four people. That is only 12 more than the year before. Racking out to a total of, what, what was that? Um, 1,996 people dead by cops. 60% of those people were black. Another 28% was Hispanic. And then just to sprinkle in a couple of white folks Same so they thing. can say that, oh, well, we just weren't all killing black people. We killed white people too. But I'm like, look, bro. At the end of the That's day, the, the majority. Sacrifice. There you go. It's the white mm-hmm. sacrifice. It's the justification for you to be like, well, I'm not exclusively killing just one set of people. But that's not the point. It's even, I woke up this morning and I was watching a video of this black guy who a cop pulled him over <laughs> for like not signaling and woke up to the car with his gun out. <laughs> with his gun out. The guy was like, for what? Because I made a turn, you're gonna kill me? Because I made a turn, he's like, cops like you give the rest of them a bad name. Yo, I'm gonna tell you a story right now. So, this is like mad long ago, maybe in like 07? Yeah, in like 07. It was me, um, what's this? Mark Kent and somebody else. And we just driving to um, Far Rock. And I don't know, maybe like a wrong turn or some shit. Just the exact same situation. We was going to go um, pick up D for some shit, right? Mm-hmm. And it was like a wrong turn. And a cop was like trailing behind us. And it went from like one cop. As soon as we pr- pulled over, like three other cop cars pulled up. And like everybody got off the car. And the nigga was like, yeah, everybody showed me IDs, this and that, this and that. Yeah, niggas got warrants, this and that. It's, it's just a whole bunch of unnecessary shit for like a wrong turn. And like far rocks, man. Mm-hmm. See what I'm saying? Just mad unnecessary shit. Excessive. 
super excessive. excessive. I'm yeah. in the backseat. Why are you asking me for my ID? Yeah, there's, you know, you know, we always talk about how slavery has passed down trauma to us, but it's done just as much damage to white people. And I think mm -hmm. there has always been this True. fascination with white men having a power over black men and wanting black men to be subservient to them. Mm -hmm. And when you have made us historically, we've been property, we're a thing. So you take humanity away from us, we're a thing. So it's nothing for somebody to fucking knee you in the neck because you're property. I don't even mm -hmm. see you as human. So it's not, and so for me, it's just like, this shit is not gonna change until they acknowledge the vow and the devil in them because in their DNA is fucking that of oppressors, slave owners, rapists, pillagers, the list goes on. They have, you know what I mean? And they have impacted the entire world. And so until they sit with their history and they acknowledge the devil that's within them, you know, we've whitewashed and watered down our history. They don't even know their fucking history either. We talk about us not knowing, our, they don't know their history either and what they've done. And so it's like, you know, what the fuck do we do? And I think Chris Rock said this is like, you know, people talking about, oh, with cops, there's a couple of bad apples. But it's just like, he compared it to like pilots. You can't have a couple of bad apple pilots. Like, yeah, most of our pilots land, point. but some fly into mountains. No, no, you can't fucking mm -hmm. have half-ass pilots. We can't fucking have half-ass police officers. It doesn't fucking work that way. Absolutely. It doesn't work that way. Absolutely. It's, um, it's just one. And it's just like, even like going down the list of people who've been like killed over the years of just because of like police brutality. Eric Gardner is another one. Um, you have who was the cop who killed him was never indicted on any charges. Which is, which is why like I'm not I'm not like in a cheer I'm not like I'm gonna use impressed. I'm not impressed that um homie got uh arrested. I'm not impressed that homie got quote unquote charged because just because you charged it doesn't mean you're gonna get sentenced. It doesn't mean exactly. that you're gonna exactly you're gonna get the proper punishment for whatever the shit that you're doing. That doesn't mean that. And apparently, like, um, he's only charged with- um, Third degree. Third degree. So third degree is mm -hmm. just like accident. Um, second degree is, um, what the fuck? It's, it's, uh, it's, it's- Like it's I wound you when you go to the hospital. What, yeah, it's 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 a it's not really an accident, but it's 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 like it's, it's basically you didn't plan it. You didn't plan to kill him. You didn't plan to kill him, but you did right. kill him. Mm -hmm. And first degree, and first degree means like oh, premeditated yes. murder. Yeah, I yeah. went in there and went and said to kill him. And mm -hmm. like basically, if like you're you're like going through everything and you watching all the videos and all the shit they they putting out, you still looking at it as like, I feel like it's possibly more one because why. One, all of the videos you see, you don't see that um, George was resisting arrest, right? And mm -hmm. then you've seen another video that they have him in a car already, right? Right. And nobody explains how he got outside the car again. See what I'm saying? So, if you, like, right. if, I, if you if look you at the video, me, mm -hmm. if you arrest me, right? And apparently for whatever, let's say I did a crime, whatever, whatever the crime is I'm, I'm being accused of, and you arrest me and you have me in a car, Take me to the precinct. There's no reason I should be outside the car again. You see what I'm saying? Absolutely. And even if you got me handcuffed, 
you should be trying to put me into the car. Like, what is the point of you just kneeling down on me and the other dudes holding me down? For what? You already got control of the situation. I'm already in handcuffs now. What is the what is the what is the the logic of you just holding me down on the floor? You see what I'm saying? There, there's there, there's really no no logical basis on why he ended up back outside the car and on the floor. And if you look at holding him on the floor. Yes, but if you look at the video, right, the second video that was released, right, when they put him in the car, which they don't even actually show that whole section. My thing that really stood out to me was, why was the other side door open, right? If you're putting a suspect in the car, why are both sides of the door open? You have cops yeah. on both mm -hmm. sides of the car. You don't only need one door open. You're putting him in, that's it, you close the door. Why was the other side door open? And if you look at the angle, it kind of looks like one shoved him in, and then he was pulled out the other side and then thrown on the ground. So mm -hmm. if you kind of look at both sides, if you look at both doors, it's like, huh, look that don't look wrong. E exactly. <laughs> it looked like mm -hmm. all of this was intentional because the video, don't, it don't make sense. The logic is like, why is that second car door open? For what? What is that door open for? Why, why did you feel the need to pull him back out the car? Are you going to try to say he tried to escape? But then even if that's the case, then it's negligence on your part. Because why was Not the other car door open? How, how he's going to escape? Do you, <laughs> do you know how hard it is to maneuver with both your hands behind your back? But that's my point. And right? you're sitting in a, a back seat of a car. Yeah, the back seat of a car. <laughs> I think no it was reason. personal. They, they knew Absolutely. each other. Absolutely. Yeah, they knew each other. There's, yeah, there's they used no to work with each other. There's they used no to work with each other. That's why. Yeah. No yeah. way around it. That's why, like, and... the information, like, had came out, and it was like, oh, um... The cop who was kneeling on his neck and George like apparently had worked together at a at a at like a strip joint or some shit and they like shifts mm -hmm. like overlap and short, and he the cops were working outside and the bouncers were working inside but they're like but their um shifts overlap and it was like for like a couple years yo I worked at my job for like six years right and if you if your shift overlaps with somebody else's even if y'all don't work together you're gonna know that person. There's no way around it, especially mm -hmm. if you're having like altercations in like a club. You're gonna have to have some type of knowledge of everybody that you're working with, everybody who's on the same team as you. You see what I'm saying? So like, I'm working in this area and you're working in this area, and our goal is still the same thing. Me and you're gonna have to meet some point in time, even if it's by yeah. accident. But there's gonna be an exchange of dialogue somewhere to of, of a, a recognizability of who you are and who I am. So. That's why it feels right. like it's it's a it's a like some weird personal shit. It is. <clears throat> I agree. Same thing. Same thing. I believe with uh, uh that it was personal between um uh, uh what's her name Amber Geyser. Um, the one. I was uh, saying, I thought it's personal with Ahmad too. Ahmad Arbery. Eric Gardner, the cops who assaulted him, they they had arrested him multiple times. Also, yeah. another Claire Cook case. And a pattern of bias. Yeah, it's like us freely doing what we want really agitates a lot of white people. Just being For free, real. just existing. For real, yo. It, For it, real. it aggravates them. Aggravates them. Because it's, it's just like, even if I see, I'm just thinking about how I move, right? Even if I see a white person, whoever, fucking looking in the house, I don't feel the need to stop. I don't give a shit. 
Like, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, unless absolutely. I see a child or a woman in distress, I'm going on about my, you know what I mean? Like, it's nothing that's, oh my God, I feel like, I no. It's just like, why do you feel the need to even, it's, it's I don't know. Uh, and I think it goes back to us being minimized to property and being a thing, right? If you don't look at us as a equal as a human, then it's easy for you to infringe upon our rights or do whatever the fuck you want to do. Like, we don't deserve to, you know, it's just like him being on that ground and you having your neck in his, I mean, your knee in his throat for nine minutes. And that to me is feeling like, oh, he's not going to die. He's an animal. Mm -hmm. Yeah, right. He's an animal. Oh, yeah, because, God, you know, like, yeah. we got an animal down. So there's, he couldn't possibly be in any distress. He couldn't possibly not breathe through this because he's an animal. And so that's why I'm saying, like, slavery had just much of an impact on us. It's deep in their subconscious. It's deep. Yep. Mm -hmm. They wouldn't you know have done that I mean? to some Jewish person. Right. They wouldn't have done that to some Asian person. You know what I'm saying? Because no. at the end of the day, they have seats at the table. They have seats at the table. We don't have no clear-cut seat at the table. We have a proxy seat, but nobody respects our seat at the table. So they just decide it's okay to do whatever the fuck they want to do to us. It's uh, it's it's madness. It yeah, really it's is. A, it's yeah. a crazy time. But when is it enough really going to be enough? You know what I'm saying? Like, when is it really going to be enough? When is it as... I feel like one of our major problems as a nation is that outrage is understandable. But when do you quantify that outrage as unity, right? Why is it that we can only come together when shit like this happens? How, much, how many more times does this need to happen until we're like, okay, enough is enough. We need to seriously do something about it as an entire nation. We are so separated in our own little boxes and that's why nothing is getting done. The whites, the Asians, <laughs> they all one unit. And because we continue to be segregated within each other, none of this shit is going to stop because there's no way for us to properly put a stop to it if we don't make the conscious decision to unify as a people in order to put a proper, because then if you want change to happen for the nation, there has to be unity. There has to be cohesiveness. And without cohesiveness and the one voice to complain and say something, because this is just partial voices. This isn't just one voice right now. But see, but, but see that's the thing. That's the, that's the effect. We're, we're, we're not unified by design. You know what I'm saying? Like, when you have, I think integration was probably one of the worst, I mean, one of the worst things that could have happened to us. You know what I mean? Because yes. you have some Black people that subscribe to, to being rich more than they subscribe to being Black, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm. So there's that classism is there. Or, you know, I'm a, instead of staying in my neighborhood and contributing to the taxes to, to make this school better, I'm a leave because I don't want to wait because I done made a little bit, I, you know, I'm going to move out to the suburbs. So it's like, we are having to, you want unity within a capitalist society. This society is based on the individual. So you have to look at the construct of what we even trying to unify within. You know what I mean? And so when we are the only group of people that have to day in and day out live with their oppressor. 
the Chinese are here, the Koreans, whoever is here, they still have a nucleus of morals, values that they can stand on a the foundation. There is China, there is Korea, there is Nigeria, there is whatever. We that means something. You like you know what I mean? Like you don't a lot of us don't walk out with our chest point out because we don't know who the fuck we are. Yeah. Most of our identity. True. Yeah, right, exactly. And so <laughs> Yes, we need to unify. Yes, we need to come together. Yes, we have one voice, but it's like, that's a very loaded statement. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And I think at the end of the day, you know, my dad used to say, somebody can't do everything, but everybody can do something. You got to play your role. Mm-hmm. And you got to figure out what, what is your role? What are you doing every single day to advance? You know what I mean? And I do agree that I think from a morale standpoint, if I knew that, all right, I'm mentoring young black boys in my community, but I know a thousand other people are doing it on Saturday too. Yes, morale is better because I feel unified. I feel like we are doing something. If I know there's a legion of lawyers that are strictly working on these issues, you got your accountants doing this, you got whatever. I do feel like that does boost morale and there is a unified, there's a sense of unity there, but you're also asking somebody to sacrifice their goals and aspirations to solely dedicate their lives to the fight. And that's what Toni Morrison says. Racism is a distraction. We got to fight this versus, you know, putting out your book or putting out your best work. You know what I mean? Like, we don't get the opportunity to just be and be excellent. We are in spite of, right? We're still excellent in spite of, but it's like, damn, we got this shit in our backpack too all the fucking time. Mm Mm-hmm. Valid point. That's real. It is... I don't know. I mean, I I mean, I don't know if you guys saw when Cornell West was like, what we're seeing is we have a system that cannot reform itself. Mm-hmm. And and I've said things like, you know, maybe there needs to be just like there's a Homeland Security Board and we have all of these various different committees in federal government that, you know, works to deal with various different aspects of society. There may just needs to be a fucking committee that just solely looks at all the systematic laws, um, amendments, anything that deals with oppressing us. And that is their sole purpose is to dismantle the systematic issues. Like they don't do shit else, but go through all the laws in every state, federal laws, everything and just work to dismantle this shit. But like that, I don't even know if we could even get to that point to where that's even on the table. Because again, like I, we also, you know, America is a, is a corporation disguised as a country. Yeah. So then you go back mm-hmm. to like, all right, then maybe- For real. Money above everything. Right. You know, we, we, tr- we, we not a real fucking country. This is a corporation. I was actually on the phone with a friend last night and she was like, you know, I, I almost wish that as black people, we would just set up a corporation and we, as a, you know, as a community and we sue the government anytime we go through distress and they got to pay us for our grievances or anytime somebody like H&M do some fuck shit, we're suing you. And there is some type Mm -hmm. of corporation where we are able to navigate in this economic space, right? Because Mm -hmm. like, I don't, Unless we burn this shit down and start it over, I really don't know. You know what I mean? I think the only other thing that we have is just outnumbering them by sheer numbers, which is going to happen regardless, which is one of the reasons why I feel like it's open season. It's like National Geographic came out two years ago and said that the average person in America is going to be a person of color by 2040. Mm -hmm. And that's a scary thing for them. 
So it's like you've been in a country and this country has been created for you. And yeah, there's going to be a time out. where you're going to be the minority. So that's why gerrymandering, voter restriction laws, all that shit, because they know by numbers, they're not going to have the numbers. And so everything that they're doing now, fucking infringing upon our rights, it's like their last straw. Ray of hope. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it becomes, are we going to um, allow to get beat up or are we going to make wrong fall sooner than the numbers come? You know what I'm saying? It's like, we're going to fight back. I mean, because I feel like Rome is going to fall regardless. You know what I mean? Like, we're going to fall. But at the same time, we're going to take all the lashing and the beating and all that kind of stuff in the meantime. They should start the shooting. Right. I mean, I, I, I will be open. Let's like, if somebody launched an initiative for us to go and purchase weapons, I, I will be behind it. I mean, because I really feel like that is the only thing that would wake niggas up weapons and us fucking doing something with our money. You know, it's fine. I think so because I'm like, if, if we're in like a, a um, this is just my opinion on, on everything, is like, we we do are largely outnumbering white people and mm -hmm. I feel like we need to like shift like our mental paradigm as much as we can to like stop like wanting a tolerance but wanting more power. You see what I'm saying? Because mm -hmm. I feel like the, it's a very the, fine the, line. The, 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 no, because no, because the idea of you, you know how I talk about like it's it's everything is a hierarchy of some sort. You see what I'm saying? So if you're like, oh yeah, I want to be equal to white people, they're still gonna look at us under. You see what I'm saying? They're still gonna look at us like, oh, you're not equal. Even if you're equal, you're equal in quotations. You see what I'm saying? Like, yeah. so the idea of me wanting somebody to tolerate me or somebody to be like, oh, okay, I guess, and this and that and that, instead of having the power to where we could be like, no, like we have this power. I'm, I don't, I don't think looking for leverage, so like we could just like have uh, people be like, okay, I guess. Like, I don't think like the Jewish community, they, they're, they're not looking for like, um, what's the word I'm looking for? They're not looking for tolerance. They want the power to do whatever they want. That's why they have their own shit everywhere. That's why they have their own police force. And that's yep. why, like, even during the pandemic, like, you saw all, you saw all them out there wilding for a funeral. Like, they just didn't listen. And even within, the realm, fuck with them. even within the realm of that, like, you still saw them, like, like no, we're going to do whatever they want. And the police yeah. wasn't beating on them. They wasn't hitting them. It's because they have power. You see what I'm saying? But, but not, let's not they, act like they didn't, get, they didn't get compensated for what they went through. Oh, of course they and definitely did. Let's not did. act like they don't have Israel. They either. definitely did. They definitely and they, did. And they have Israel. They have a nucleus. They have yep. a home. We are not like any other group here. We cannot. Mm -hmm. and, we, and I understand we can look to other groups and see what they're, but we cannot be compared to any other group. To be honest, there's things that other groups do that we can adopt. You know what I mean? But the, the fact of the matter is, it ain't the same. It's not apples to apples. We can look and commend them. It's like, yeah, they don't have to give up, but they got, they stand on the foundation. You know what I mean? They were compensated by a lot of people, as they should. I'm not mm -hmm. saying they shouldn't have been. You know what I mean? But we are the only group of people that ain't got shit. Yeah. And we have yeah. to live with our oppressor every day. That's another thing. Every day. <laughs> so even if you think of other places that are in Africa that were colonized, their oppressor is not there. We still got to go to work every single day with our oppressors every day. We got to be in society with them.
there is no Israel to go back to. So what do you think the suggestion is, the solution is? You make I, a black economy. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, because I, I will say this, like being from Atlanta, my family is very much rooted in Atlanta legacy. And my father worked for the first black mayor of Atlanta. When Delta said they wanted to come to Atlanta, like you're not coming here unless you fucking give black people contracts and jobs. I'm sorry, you're not coming. One of the reasons why Atlanta is what it is today is because black people were not afraid to make white people uncomfortable. And I used to grow up being around my dad and he would talk to white man when he would do business and I would cringe because he would say things I'm like ooh that's just uncomfortable but I was more I was I care more about their discomfort than us saying what we needed to say to them and that's conditioning right mm -hmm. but it's programming. Like, right exactly but as I've gotten older I was just like yeah fuck that in order for, you have to be okay saying shit to them it's just like mm -hmm. because it's business and that's how yep. we have leveraged in Atlanta it's like no you're not coming up in our city without giving us a piece of the pie you know what mm -hmm. i mean and i think it does is like what we talk here is money this is what this country is based on because you know white black whatever classism is a real thing here you know what i mean mm -hmm. and it's like the white hillbillies they so fucking backwards and don't even realize that they vote against their own interests you yep. know what i mean and it's just like unless we got the bread all this shit is hearsay but then at the same time it's like one person in your community making is not liberating your people and that's another issue that i have is like we can you know just because a group of us make it that doesn't mean we've made it that doesn't mean my people are liberated you know what mm -hmm. i mean but i do think we need to you know really look more into group economics you know what i mean and understand Absolutely. that you know we're not gonna always get it right you know what i mean like and and it's okay i think we have we extend more grace to people outside of our race than we extend to ourselves, to each other. Agreed. You know what I mean? And so just like, you go to a black owned business, oh, that customer service was terrible, da 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 okay. Mm -hmm. Right. But, but you're gonna stop fucking like with black owned business. business. Yeah. Right, mm -hmm. but it's like, you, you're not gonna fuck with black owned businesses anymore. But when Wendy's right. fuck up, you just don't go to another Wendy's, right? Exactly, mm -hmm. yeah. You know what I'm saying? But it's like that, but that also is rooted in the disenfranchisement of us, right? Not even having enough grace to extend our brother. Not to think like, yeah. there may be a lack of resources. It's hard to fucking have a business off rip. Then try to build a business with no resources. <laughs> Can't get yeah. no loan, you know what I mean? So all of these things are very much rooted. And I think you have to really have an innate love for your people and you know figure out what you yourself are doing. Like I said, somebody can't do everything, but everybody can do something. Mm -hmm. All right, guys, let's take a small break. And we're back. Yes. You know, it's, um, Lauren definitely made a valid point. And it's, um, until, you know, we can essentially, we need to stop putting each other down, especially when it comes to black owned businesses. You know, it's, um, people, I guess a semi-prime example is um, I open up a supermarket, but nobody wants to come to my supermarket because they got the Whole Foods, right? But I'm like, that's, that's the white man's supermarket. Let's put this money back with our own people, right? They say, well, my shit's better, but it's the same products. Same apples, 
same oranges, same milk brands, but this is a black-owned business. But they will shit on that just so they can continue to get their own money. Mm. Absolutely yeah, I mean, correct, bro. You know, I think, you know, we're having to um, create businesses in the constructs of this country, right? So there is a level of convenience that comes with shopping at non-Black businesses, right? Or, and as a business person, that is something you have to think about just solely as a business person, whether you Black, White, or whatever, right? And so, mm -hmm. you know, I think as we're creating things, um, and this is also psychological too, because my whole professional career has been either building my own business or working in family business. I've never worked for any corporation. I've never worked for anybody that wasn't family or myself. And so in my experiences, my uncle owns a restaurant in California. Sometimes it was like, we didn't even want black people to know that he was the owner because if they assumed that he wasn't owner, then they would, they would have a different thought around the restaurant. You know what I mean? Like, mm -hmm. and, but that goes back to our subconscious and how we feel about ourselves. Right. And so, you know, I Program think that way. Exactly. And I feel like there is an economic uh, portion of this, but there's the also like the unity in the black family. Like, I feel like one of the most revolutionary things a black man can do is be a good father and a good husband. Because a lot of this is rooted in the nucleus of our home. Mm -hmm. Because the reality is, what no matter what school you send your kid to, it can be the best school, they still not going to get the education about themselves that's needed. Yep. And so if you're if you're not at home building and 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 raising black children to know who they are, even once they get out to the world building this or whatever, they don't even know how to treat their old brethren. You know what I mean? So I think a lot of this there's so many angles to this and that's why i feel like you know i don't know if this is something we all need to like write down on paper but it's like you know there's there's not one solution and that's that's probably i think one of the biggest issues even if the president said whatever y'all want there's not one thing he could do to solve the issue you can't fucking put a band-aid on this there's not right. one so i think that's also in we're, when we're having this dialogue understanding that there's never going to be a one solution because our 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 issues are big. across the gamut. It's every aspect of our life. Absolutely. And so it's 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 gonna take more than our generation. It's gonna take more than money. I mean, I think there's a place you can start. And I, you know, my dad will always say, have your pitch if you ever met the president, whoever it is, have your pitch for them. If I ever came across Donald Trump, we need a hundred billion off rip i don't i don't like we need a hundred billion just to start to fund education economics and housing and you know if we talk about this whole conversation of reparations things we need free living free education and free health care off rip just the standards niggas can't pull themselves up by their boot chefs ain't got no motherfucking boots right that's true you know what i'm saying so you know i think continuing to have this dialogue continuing to like not let your heart be hardened understanding that they're evil people there's gonna be evil black people it's gonna be evil white people you know there's always gonna that's human nature but that doesn't mean you turn your back on your own 
You know what I mean? I think you make the conscious effort to buy black. And, you know, to be honest, it's like, yeah, it is hard because there is a convenience factor. We are Americans. We're probably the most lazy um, (laughs) uh, country. And when it turns of having to work to get something right, we are addicted to convenience. And so that's something that just human behavior, you have to know whether you black or whatever. Right. But I think if you make the conscious efforts, like, okay, if I can buy black, I'm going to buy back. Or if I can mentor this person, I am going to mentor this person. Or if I can build a business or whatever it is, I think if you have that consciousness, then you need to act on it. Everybody doesn't have that consciousness because they don't know who they are, what they come from. Right. You know what I mean? And, um, yeah, you know, it's, yeah. It's yeah. a lot it, of fixing to do. Yeah. It's a, a it's lot right. it's a, of fixing. It's a lot of fixing to do, but I think at the end of the day, we do have to acknowledge everything that we have done. We've done a lot. We've made we a lot of progress. We have made a lot of progress considering, right? And I think oftentimes we can hit and talk about our issues till we're blue in the face, right? But I think in order to keep hope and keep our morale alive, we do have to acknowledge all the shit that we have overcome and what we've been able to do. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. it's hard to fucking have hope when you you continue to beat us down. Like we gotta do this. We got and we didn't even cause these damn issues. You know what I mean? And so there is I love my people. I love my community. It's niggas that still get on my nerves, but I love you all the same. Some people you gotta <laughs> fuck with from a distance. You know what I mean? Some niggas you gotta fuck with from a distance, but that's okay. You know what I mean? Like, but a lot of that is just human nature. You know what I mean? I think that's another something that we also don't realize when we're talking about like black people, we just need to some shit is just human nature. It's not about being black. Right. You know what I mean? And so we try Absolutely. to attach a lot of our behavior to our race. And it's not. You know what I mean? It's human behavior. Just like this whole black on black crime shit. Like, no, it's proximity. That's fucking human behavior. You know what I mean? But we're also right. acting upon a lack of fucking resources in our communities. You know what I mean? So you know, but all, me being able to speak like this is because I'm educated and I have a certain level of consciousness. So I think education and it's, it really is power. Knowing who you are and where you come from is really a powerful thing. And that's what we can draw on as we are continuing to, you know, build our lives and, and build our legacy because our ancestors were, were being excellent going through way worse than what we dealing with. Mm-hmm. And we yes. dealing with terrible, terrible shit, right? So I think about my, my family, like we have been in agriculture and farming since the late 1800s and we still own a farm to this day. But I can only imagine what it was like to fucking be in a small town in Georgia and having to stand up because you own more land than a lot of these white motherfuckers around you, right? Facts. They terrorized my family. You know what I mean? But we've been able to sustain. So it's like when I'm out here dealing with whatever the fuck I'm dealing with, I think about that shit. Like, bruh, you have, yes, this shit is hard. Yes, your mental is fucked. Yes, white people are fucking devils. You know, call it what you want. But it's like, bruh, niggas was going through way worse and was still being excellent. You know what I mean? And, um, you know, we're just called to be more. And, you know, um, and there's power in that. Like, Education is really key. I'm reading this book called Before the Mayflower. 
and it really goes into our history before the fucking Mayflower, like who we were. Yo, Timbuktu was fucking popping, but a lot of niggas don't even know about Timbuktu. You hear about it, but it's like in jokes or whatever. But it's like, bruh, like I'm reading shit where if there is a Sudanese tribe of women, like if they came or they were in battle with white Europeans, the women would commit suicide before they would let a white man touch them. Mm. Could you imagine that? You know what I'm saying? But this is without knowing who you are and what you come from. It's hard to stand on that power, right? It's hard to, it's like I walk with my chest out because I know who the fuck I am. You're not gonna try me. I don't give a fuck. Right, people lack foundation. Right, exactly. When I'm in first class on the plane, I sit next to a white old man, guess I'm telling him about himself. (laughs) I believe that. You know what I'm saying? I fly all the fucking time. I'm I am talking to you because unfortunately, because I am educated, I can talk to you a certain type of way. Yeah, uh, my family owns shit. Yeah, I've been to over 50 countries. And that it that shouldn't matter, right? It shouldn't matter. But it's they're more willing to listen to what I have to say because I can match up with them in whatever they consider to be a matchup, right? But any opportunity right. I have to fucking call their ass, I'm calling you out. I'm making you think about things. And although that's not our job to do, you know, we also have to realize that like human nature, like people don't all are all aren't always going to respond to anger. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. you know, so for white people, it's like sometimes you just gotta have fucking dialogue. And tell mm-hmm. them about themselves because they don't fucking know. They don't even know their history. They don't know their great grandparents used to skin us and fucking make bags. And, and shoes and wallets. And shoes and, shit. and wallets. They don't know that shit. Mm-hmm. They don't know people used to go and watch, take their kids to watch people. They don't know that. Just like we don't know, our, they don't know that shit either. And so that's why I was just like, America's done a good job of watering down who we really are. Mm hmm. You know what I mean? Because if I was a white person, I'm like, God damn, it really is devil in my DNA. Yeah. Bye. I'm like, that's the foundation America's mm-hmm. built on. Everything is watered down. Everything. Details, yep. facts, all of it. Shit. Even with the corona situation right now, mm-hmm. right? They say over 100,000 people have died. Bro, let's be honest. We all know that number's more like three. But to tell people that 300 motherfuckers have died... People are bugged the fuck out more than they are right now. So they control the flow of information. They give you a number that you can be scared of, but not bug the fuck out over. But we all know the truth. It's, it's America has a problem of uh, lacking to acknowledge when, when they've been wrong. So mm-hmm. instead of just being like, oh, I'm wrong, this way you could like learn from a lesson like, uh, uh, L is not lost, it's a lesson. So, like, I feel like the faster we learn, well, yeah, all of us learn to admit, like, that there's something wrong instead of be like, oh, no, there's nothing wrong. We're good, we're good. This is not, not like the this the shade that we feel like we need to have just to look like we're better than everybody else. It, it would be a better way to, like, for us to, like, move forward in progress because. If, you, if somebody can't admit that they're wrong, there's not going to be no forward progress. Right. And, and to your point, it's like, I, I can imagine just on a human level mm-hmm. that there is fear for a white person. There is fear. It's like, yeah, like, I don't know what my place in society is if I'm not living within a system that systematically oppresses other minorities. 
Mm-hmm. And I don't know what it's like. I don't know what whiteness is if we're not oppressing other people. I don't know how successful I can be if these institutions are not in place for me to win. And I can imagine that's a scary thing, but that's human. But like, yeah. just call it what it is. Call it what it is. Me, yep. White people, we have been, we have been in control since this country has been here. I am afraid that once the powers that once things change, I don't know who I am. I don't know what my bearings are. That's a very human statement. But it's like they mm-hmm. won't even fucking acknowledge that. That's a real thing. I can imagine because if black people, if we were controlled this country for 400 years and there was a group of people that were gaining traction getting bigger and fighting back just human nature you're gonna feel away so that's why i'm like why are we not even on a human level acknowledging that yeah yeah, y'all are afraid on a human level but let's Mm -hmm. talk about it though let's talk about it and i want to talk about it because it's it's hard to get even like an individual person to like understand that they're wrong about something even if it will help them in a in a long run. So imagine trying to get like a whole like society or group or a race of people to be like, oh yeah, we were wrong. Yeah. Like this is how we could move forward with doing this, this and that. It, it's 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 it's, it's, it's super a hard, hard. Yeah, it's, it's a like hard pill to swallow. They don't yeah. accept it. They don't. For the simple fact that just like Royal said, taking an L is a lesson. But at the end of the day, they don't want to learn anything because they don't really want to change. You know what? No, that's not fair to say. Because they definitely... I don't think they don't want to change. I, I think I think it's like what Lauren said, like to like it's, it's like a it's like a, a cognitive dishonest thing. Like mm-hmm. it's for you to like live in a realm outside of a world that you know it's mm-hmm. it's fucking it's scary as fuck. Mm-hmm. It's super scary. It's they not don't like, want to oh, acknowledge it because the thing yeah. is by acknowledging it, they now have to. Do their heroes, their heroes are now in question. Their parents mm-hmm. are in question. Their music, all the music that they think that they create, everything, everything in their world, I can attest has probably been either impacted, created by, mm-hmm. because we will oppress everything. So their whole existence would be critiqued to them. and yeah. in question. And that's a very heavy thing. For a human, I think to even attempt to do that work. Identity, right? Yes. Exactly. They're like from identity. Galaxy S10. So it's like, damn! I now I gotta look at my grand. Damn, my granddad. I gotta look at my 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 mom, my dad. This is my hero. Damn, my professor. Shit, my the school I went to. Damn, they had slaves. So it's like mm-hmm. their whole identity would have to fucking be put in the trash. To be honest, their whole culture, and that's I think. That's a lot to to ask, and I think that's a lot. I don't think they even have the capacity to do that because that's all of who they are. That's their identity. You ask somebody yeah. to acknowledge your identity and actually and trash it because it's all trash. Mm-hmm. And it puts them in like a weird position where they feel like they have to um, start over, and like it's hard for like somebody who's like never had to persevere anything to like go through like a a situation where they have to redefine who they are they have to show their belly they have to show weakness and the one thing they don't want to really do is show weakness yeah i mean because they don't even know they don't even know if they would even be successful if shit was equal here Mm -hmm. they wouldn't be they absolutely wouldn't be right 
<laughs> they don't even and so that's and so that's a part of the problem right it's like damn they don't want to sit at the bottom of the totem pole nope. but i still have all i have if i had this privilege probably mm-hmm. not and so when you think about it from a human aspect humans like with their possessions that's human nature you know what mm-hmm. i mean you're infringing upon their home the people gonna act a certain type of way because it's my home so it's like damn it's like yeah i love you know, I don't see color. I love black and brown people, but like, ooh, this system does benefit me. Like, I don't know yeah. if I if can I compete. Give that up. Yeah. Can I compete if everything was equal? Probably not. You know. Where to be able to survive. Right, or to be able to survive. I the wish somebody thing. would do like a, a video simulation of what this world would be like without our contributions. Like, what would nothing. 2020 in, in America look like without us? It wouldn't be nothing here. But it, I wish it was like a video simulation. Like, okay, take away, you know, uh, the traffic lights. Take away, you know, whatever, all of the contributions that we've made. So you can see, like, shit, ain't nothing here. What the fuck have y'all done? None. 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 Nothing. I'm like, even our music. I'm like, our yeah. music plays a dramatic and huge part of what they assimilate into their own culture and i'm like even if you take that away it's like what do they have there it is it is is like a weird funny thing regarding music and stuff like that as well because like what was this like white people love the rolling stones they love them but the rolling (laughs) stones name came from a song from a black person you see what i'm saying Mm -hmm. so papa was a rolling stone no, not not that. Not <laughs> no, that. It's just like early, like early, like super early blues and like bluegrass. Like white people love bluegrass and country music. Country music and bluegrass were originally black people music. You see what I'm yeah. saying? Mm-hmm. So like, like a lot of the stuff that they hold heavy and dear, and they'll look at like black people weird at present day for like doing this right now. We, we, we kind of started this, so we gave it to you. And I mean, I think. When you think about it, you know, whether if you're spiritual or not, it, my dad used to call them devils. And I used to be like, oh, that's that's strong. But it's just like when you really get to the root of it, it's like, why would a group of people do that? If you get to the root of it, like from the beginning of time, like why would a group of people do that around mm-hmm. the world? So for somebody like me, I didn't travel all over the world. It's not too many places I've been that white people ain't impacted negatively. Ain't too many places. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Skin bleaching is a fucking billion dollar industry around the world from Africa to Asia, everywhere. Oppression, everywhere. You know what I mean? But it's just like, why, why, why would, why would they act that way? (laughs) And I think that's something where it's just like, I couldn't imagine somebody telling me, yeah, your great, 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 great used to skin people. George Washington used to wear the teeth of slaves. The mm-hmm. fuck? That's some vile shit. Facts. That's some vile shit. It's you know? a hard pill to swallow. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. That's a very hard pill to swallow. So you have, you know, your white sympathizers, but that's a hard pill for them to swallow. They got to look in the mirror. That's in their DNA. That's not ours. Mm-hmm. Toxicity is in their blood. We have trauma in ours. Yep. And we're having to deal with the years of trauma that's being passed down. They're dealing with the years of toxicity being passed down. You know, it's funny. 
I'm trying to remember his name, but I was watching an interview just like early last year and it was way back in the day. And he was saying, I know he's infamous. I just can't remember his name right now. But this white lady was like how, she's like, well, if you, I guess we're scared if, you know, if you guys took over, you would kill us. We gonna kill you? You came into our homes, kidnapped us, chained us, raped our women. But we didn't do that to y'all. Y'all did that to us. Mm -hmm. You're projecting what like you did to fear. us. They have like a lot of fear of like, oh, if they get in power, they'll do the same thing to us as what we did to them. Even though that's not, even though that's not even like that's not our emotion. That that's not what we about. do. That's mm -hmm. not shit we thinking about. That's not shit we do. That's not how we move or anything. Like, but it is that like, oh, that's, that means that means that a conscious knowledge. You're like, yo, we've been doing fucked up shit, and we yep. like, yo, these niggas might do fucked up shit to us because we've been doing some fucked up shit to them. Absolutely, absolutely. You know, I, I I have white associates. I I probably have one white person I will call a friend. Um, she's Jewish and she's a lawyer. She's like a public defender. She fight, you know, like she uh real like in in the trenches for us. Um, but you know, I of course being in business, you interact with you know white people the whole game. But it's like I it's very it's very hard for me to be a friend to white people it's it's mm. hard it's just very hard you know what i mean and sometimes it's a bit of jealousy because it's like you can live and be so oblivious you can just worry mm -hmm. about nothing you can worry about just the nail polish you want to pick when you get your nails done today that's yep. it that's it that's it you could just walk around carefree right you know what I'm saying? And even when you get those white folks, it's like, well, my life is hard. I grew up in foster care, but it wasn't because you were white, though. None of your heart mm -hmm. is because you were white. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, Big facts. So, you know, it's, um, you know, it's, it's hard. And, you know, I think we are clearly one of the most resilient people um, to ever walk this earth. And I'm talking about Black people in America, not just Black you know, around the world, us specifically, us here, um, yes. because living in the business. Yeah, I mean, because we have built the most powerful country in the world. We did that, mm -hmm. not just any country. You know what I mean? Like the most powerful, most powerful, one, the most powerful one in the world. Black culture leads American culture, and American culture leads global culture. So that's us. Yeah. Absolutely. We lead global culture. We do. Definitely. We do. You know what I mean? And that's that is our power. And it's just like that's what when we out here like or whatever you're doing, that's what we have to stand on. That's what we have to remind ourselves that that's what we come from. That's our power. And that's how you have to keep your morale up and you know continue to wake up every single day and follow your dreams and be excellent and contribute to society and you know, and yeah, I talk to black men all the time. It's just like, you know, being a great father and a great husband, I'm telling you, it's a revolutionary act because all this shit starts in the household. It really does. Yep. It really mm -hmm. does. And, you know, Plays clearly, a huge part. it's so many, you know, 
things that get in the way of that, but you know, it really does. Unity, like our communities, it's, it's a really big thing um, in terms of how we can progress our community because it does start in the home. Nobody, we can't expect anybody else to um, do anything. Expect, they may, but expectations, hell no. Nah. Yeah, no. Definitely won't. You know what I mean? Oh man, mm. I guess that real. Mhm. Shit. Like you said, they lie, but we don't burn this whole motherfucker down with them in it. That's they. They lucky, to be honest. Mhm. You know, I think I think it's kind of funny because I definitely agree. You know, that's not our mo. But I feel like as they continue to push us in this direction it is slowly inching towards mm -hmm. what they ultimately fear, which is us wiping them the fuck out. And that fear that they have will ultimately be the end and ultimately the end of their destruction because they fear this thing. So they brutalize, they torment, they push us to extremes, they throw us in cages because their fear drives them to that and honestly i don't know i feel like at least for right now the younger generations are a lot more sympathetic and a lot more understanding i think a lot of this falls on a lot more of the old money white folks you know because they're the ones who still have inbreded in them that you know these niggas can't have what we have we can't get these niggas shit you know uh what we gonna do about them i don't know we gotta, we gotta fuck them up kill them do something we gotta get rid of them so it is ultimately that perception that will end up destroying them it's not gonna happen tomorrow or a year from now but it is they're already on a steady decline of their own deaths and um yeah yeah it's you know it's one of those things where it will get worse before it gets better um mm -hmm. and something shit has to die to be reborn mm -hmm. and you know i don't know what the death looks like here what that looks like I, you know i don't know if that's civil war you know i don't know what that looks like but there has to be a death something. for something to be reborn you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so we will, you know, I guess I'm hoping in our lifetime, we will see this death happen. We may not be here to experience all of the beauty of the rebirth, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But I hope in my lifetime, you know what I mean, that we will experience the death of this system. Um, yeah. But, you know, it, you know, as I look at history and I, you know, I probably need to study a little bit more i'm just thinking has it has there ever been a time in history where a society has been able to restart without it totally been burned to the ground no and that's what i'm saying without <laughs> you know blood I mean? they can't like, be changed this country was built on that right this country's so like, blood on that blood we wiped the whole fucking motherfuckers out we shat and cornered the native americans in order to cop their land it's us. It's like people are like, oh, these immigrants coming into the country. 
Motherfucker, this country was built on motherfucking immigrants. Your motherfucking white folks are immigrants. We immigrants just like the only people who technically own this land is the Native motherfucking Americans. We all motherfucking immigrants. What makes you any better than the rest of us? Not a goddamn thing. Yeah, it's, um, yeah, it's, um, it's a crazy thing. The other one thing I, I have, I didn't realize, I just wasn't too privy to as I'm reading and studying is there was a time where Africans and Europeans, there was a relationship. This is like, you know, long time ago, long time ago, like 700, mm-hmm. 600, you know what I mean? Where they traded, you know, Africans would be in Portugal, Portugal, you know, Portuguese would be. It. There was a time where there was a functioning society. Shit didn't change until they discovered the new world, which is the Americas. And when mm-hmm. they discovered the Americas, that's why we need to figure out how to capitalize off of the Americas. And the only way they could do is with, on our backs. But before the quote unquote, because it's not a discovery, right? Before the quote-unquote discovery of the new world, there was a different type of relationship between Black people, Europeans, and you know, all over, um, because they needed us. And that's the thing we we have been coming to the U.S. because we knew how to sell. They couldn't fucking sell here without us. The Spanish used the Africans to fucking sell to America. But anyway, that's another story for another day. But, <laughs> but, but you know, my yeah. my point is, is like the historical context of like there was a time where you know it was different. different. It yeah. was different, and I think if we are able to teach that, it's just like yeah, there was a time where it we may not have been kubayaing, you know what I mean, but we operated in a space that wasn't tense like this and but was it really copacetic though but i don't think but see but i think the difference is not it's, it was i wouldn't call it copacetic i think because we had our own homes it's different right so like we are all trying to mesh in this fucking country where back then it's like all right i'm a part of the great kingdom of Ghana, which is not Ghana proper today, but like Ghana back in the day, it's like, okay, I can go to Portugal and trade or whatever, but I can come back home. So although I may not like the Portuguese, I may not like the white man, it's still, there's a certain level of respect because we are in international trade, right? We are a part of world, um, I guess, world relations or global relations, if you will. And You know, but until probably like the 13, 1400s, things started to, to change. But again, that goes back to history, right? If you don't know shit, then it's, it's hard to, it's really hard to really navigate and really talk because, you know, we're talking to people that don't know anything about themselves. White people don't know much about themselves either. Mm-hmm. And that's another narrative we got to drop too is like, I know there's so much we got to do as black people, you know what I mean? But it's just like, yo, like, it, it can be very defeating to continue to talk about, we got to do better, we got to do better. Some of us are doing better. More of mm-hmm. us need to do better, you know what I mean? But I think speaking in absolutes does us no good because it makes it seem like we're in the same place we were, you know, as a people 100 years ago. And that's just not the case. Definitely not. We've definitely you know evolved. I mean? We've definitely come a very, very long way. And 
if we stay on this current path, you know, change will be happening in yeah. another 400 years. But right. we I just, would, yeah, we just can't subscribe to their way of life. If you have, if you are a black person and you have experienced a certain level of privilege, whether it be, you know, your parents or whatever, it's up to you to use that privilege to help other people that look like you. And I say this all the time, it's like we think about our HBCUs, there are black people that have been going to college since 1867, which means they're 10th, 11th generation black people that are, that are educated out here. We may not know who the fuck they are because typically black people retreat, right? There's a 1% black population out here. We don't know them, right? But, and so my thing is even within our community, even like people like me, I'm a fifth generation entrepreneur. So for me, it's like, all right, Lauren, this is a privilege. You've been exposed to family unity that is uncommon for your friends or people in your peer group. How can you use your background, your legacy, your experience to show people that, no, we don't need to be like the Koreans. We need to be like ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like black washing was a thing. Like niggas, we, were, we weren't savages. Nope. You know what I mean? Like, they brought over doctors, like, in slavery. Like, we weren't just fucking killing each other and having fucking spears. You know what I mean? And I think that's also a part of the narrative, too. So I think... The perception the they want to give on, us. Exactly. The yeah. onus is on us. If you have experienced any privilege in your life, whether it's education, knowledge, access, or whatever, how can you use that privilege to help other people that look like you? And that's, that's how I live my life, because I acknowledge what I have, what I have experienced that most of my peers have not. So it's pretty amazing stuff. Um, yeah, you know, it is. Yo, isn't it wild that we do all this talking and like today is like the anniversary of like Tulsa? Yep. Yep. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yep. I just said that. Yep. Yep. Yeah, that. Right. It's like we're not set like we're not savages we know how to build businesses we know how mm-hmm. to group economics we know how to you know and and because the other thing is like with land is like there's been such a negative connotation on farming because of our history with slavery but we are the original farmers yes yep of the yes. world you know what i mean we are we need to be connected to the land you know what i mean like that's and so there's just so many different aspects of you know, we need to be more like the Jews. No, we need to be more like ourselves. If you really, if we really yeah, know own your own truth. Right. Mm-hmm. And it really starts there. I think what we can do versus like beating ourselves up for just, just read a book, to be honest, yep. just read, yep. just learn about yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, you and your, your friend group, let's learn about, you know, the great, whatever tribe let's, let's, let's draw on their strength. You know what I mean? The Shanti people Let's you know what I mean? Or whatever it is. Yeah. You know what I mean? And even even within your family, you know what I mean? You may have had a great, great uncle that had a corner store and was able to keep the corner store open, like draw on his strength. You know what I mean? But a lot of people don't even know, don't know. They and don't. and um, that's where I think we can begin to Teach. move and right and and progress forward. Um, because I don't care what these white people do, you ain't taking my dignity away. I know Absolutely. I am. Okay. Absolutely. I'm not down on my knees. Fuck with your heart. Okay. And that is how you ended the episode. <laughs> 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 Lauren.
Lauren, thank you so much for uh, tuning in with us today. It's, uh, it's been a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Thank you. Know, you. Thank you, yes. Have give, a good one. Give the people your social media so they can uh, follow and learn more about what you got going on. Word. My um, social is lauren.rosa.miller on Instagram. And you can, my website is laurenrosamiller.com. Um, people know me for, yeah, I guess, being a world global storyteller and stra uh, strategist. Um, but now I'm just on a mission to amplify my people and, and share what I know through the stories I tell. So that's me. All right. We're going to have a little bit more information on the Instagram page about, about Lauren. Make sure you follow the Instagram page. NYC underscore FYF underscore podcast. And always remember people to keep your feelings in your motherfucking pocket. Peace. Yeah.